This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? You guys are getting better. I'm, I'm telling you, you guys are getting better at this greeting thing, so thank you for doing that. Hey, my name's TJ. I'm one of the pastors here, and you know, I, I love Mother's Day. I was actually thinking about this. I think it's, a, it's one of the most fantastic holidays that uh, America could have came up with is to celebrate moms, because how many of y'all know that without moms, you wouldn't be here? So, I mean, that right there is reason enough to celebrate. And I was actually thinking about that, and I was, I, I was reading this week, and I read this story, um, you know, what, what every husband hopes to hear, and, and this is one uh, newly married couple's account of, of how everything took place. It says, after two years of marriage, a husband came home from work, and he walked in the front door. And his wife greeted him at the front door with a hug and a kiss, and she said, honey, I've got some big news. How many of y'all know that? Like for a husband, that's like a good day when, when she says, honey, I've got some big news. And, she's, and he goes, oh, what's that? And she said, well, in a little while, there will no longer just be two of us. There'll be an addition to our family. And he looked at her and, and gazed into her eyes and said, babe, you've, you've made me the happiest man in the world. I'm just so excited. I, I can't believe that this is finally happening to us. And she said, I'm so excited that you're happy because next week my mom's moving in. It's kind of a jacked up Mother's Day joke, isn't it? But uh, moms, are, moms are a funny deal. Um, I, I, I love my mom. I've learned a ton from my mom. And, and I was thinking about this week, some of the things that I've learned from my mom. What are some of the things that she's taught me over the years? And, and, and I just wrote a couple of them down. I, I was thinking about the fact that my mom taught me logic. She said that if, if I fall off that swing and break my neck, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to go to the store with her. And so I had to decide, you know, am I going to climb on the swing kind of weird and do those things? And my mom taught me genetics. She would tell me all the time, you are just like your father. I mean, and so I learned I learned genetics from her. Um, she taught me anticipation. She would tell me all the time, just wait until your dad gets home. Um, that was never one that I really wanted to anticipate. Uh, another one was about receiving. Uh, you're going to get it when I get there. You know, uh, some of y'all have given that one away. My mom taught me a lot about religion. She said, you better pray that that stain comes out of the carpet that you just spilled. That was a, that was a big one. Stamina. Um, you're going to sit there all night, and you're going to sit there and eat your vegetables, or you're never getting up. And so I learned how to have a lot of stamina. Um, Big one, the circle of life. I'm sure you all heard this. I brought you into this world, and I can take you out. Yeah, we, we've all heard that. And then uh, one of my favorites that she would, she would tell me all the time, which, which I kind of feel like is justice, is she would say, one day you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you so you can see what you're like. And, uh, but uh, moms, moms have taught us a lot of things, and moms have said a lot of things to us. And I was thinking today, what are some of the things that mom told us that are still applicable today in our lives? What are some things? And so today I just want to honor some of the wisdom that moms have given us and just talk to you about some things that mama said. Because mama said some good stuff. How many of y'all know mama said some good stuff in your life? If you all have had a good mama, you know she said some really, really good stuff. And my mom, when I think about her life, she, she would say four things quite a bit. And so I just want to talk about those four things today and how they apply to our lives. And the first thing that my mama used to always say is clean your room. She used to tell me all the time to clean my room. I don't know if that just meant that I was like, uh, my room was just trashed out all the time. 
which I'm not the, the cleanliest person, so that's probably the case. If you ever walk in my office, my desk is always trashed out. But my mom would always say, clean your room. And my idea of cleaning my room, and probably your idea of cleaning your room as a kid, is, is I would pick up whatever was all over the floor, and I would shove it in the closet and shut the door, or throw it underneath the bed, or bring off all the stuff off the, the countertops and throw it in a drawer, right? That was cleaning up as a kid, wasn't it? You know what I'm saying? Like our idea of cleaning it up was just shoving it in a corner and hoping that nobody would notice that it's there. And so we would go and we'd clean our room in like five minutes. We'd walk out and be like, mom, I'm done. She'd be like, there's no way your room's clean. And you know, and she'd walk in and, and from the initial look, it was spotless, right? How many of y'all did that? Am I, am I like the only one that just like faked it completely? Come on, be on, I'm, it's Mother's Day. Listen, we've all done it, haven't we? We all have done that where we're just trying to get all that stuff and get it away. And, and we think, man, nobody will figure it out. Nobody will even notice to look in the closet or underneath the bed or in that drawer. But if they were to open that up, you know, if you were to open up my closet door, like a, a, an avalanche of junk would have totally engulfed your life probably would have killed you. You never would have been found again. I mean, because that's what we do. And, and we're just like that version, like we were as kids, but we do that with our adults, except our junk isn't toys and it isn't, isn't dirty clothes anymore. It's other stuff. Our junk now is, is relationships, you know, brokenness in relationships. Our junk now is, is finances that are a mess. Our junk now is, is, you know, things that we've been slacking on in the workplace. I mean, we've all got junk, and our propensity is to go and to shove it in a corner and hope that nobody sees it. And we're like, Every, hey, everything's good. We, we act like everything is clean on the outside, but internally, there's junk spread out all over the place. And if somebody were to open that, that door, there's like a whole buttload of baggage is just going to come out and go everywhere. And for the reality of a lot of us is, is that, you know, we bring a lot of baggage into life that we've never dealt with because, you know, we didn't have a perfect upbringing. Mama said a lot of good things, but, you know, our households weren't always necessarily the best. We've had some difficult times. For some of us, some of those things happened to us in our college years and in our early 20s, you know, we got in relationships and we got hurt and we took that hurt and instead of dealing with that hurt, we continued to walk around with that hurt and we got in the next relationship and we got hurt again and now we've got two hurts going into the third relationship and all that stuff starts piling up. Or we went and we got into college and we got some credit cards like they do the first day of school. You know, get a free t-shirt for your school and everybody wants a free t-shirt. I mean, that's a good deal. Free t-shirt for a credit card. But then we rack up some debt and we think, oh, man, well, I better get another one of those so I can pay off this one. And we're paying, we're paying this card with that card and we're doing all this stuff and we're acting like we got it all together. But the reality is, is that we've got all this junk. And the question now is, is what are we going to do with all of this? What are we going to do with all this stuff that we've been trying to hide it and trying to fake it for a long time, what are we going to do with it? And Romans 3.23 says this, For all have sinned, we've all messed up. Even the ones of us that are OCD and think we got it all together, because how many of y'all know the OCD person has the most junk in their life? It's just hidden. Like, I, I lived with a dude that was OCD, and, uh, and uh, he, his room might look nice, but if you were to go in the bathroom, it was trashed out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like he hit it, like his private bathroom, like nobody else went in that. Like that was the, the area that was, junk, that was trashed out. But on the, on the front side, everything looked good. Like he was good at that, but internally it was all, because we've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short. We all have baggage in our life. We all have areas of our lives that we haven't cleaned up. Now, the reality is for most of us, 
When we are faced with those things, a lot of us, we spend our time denying those things. We just deny that those things have happened. Well, I've, I've never been hurt. No, that doesn't affect me. No, I don't have credit card debt. Or we defend the decisions that we've made that have put us in that place and say, well, you don't understand what happened in that first relationship. If you would have known what he said to me and how he acted in this thing, then you would understand all this. And we spend all this time defending those decisions and, and denying those decisions. The reality is, is, is how many of you guys know when you were a kid, the amount of time that you spent cleaning up your room, if you would have spent an extra 10 minutes, you could have actually cleaned it rather than stuffing it all in the closet it's true isn't it like what's five more minutes and the reality is for a lot of us what's four, five more minutes instead of denying and defending the things that are in our lives what if we dealt with it what if we actually dealt with it what if we actually cleaned our room referring to our life what if we actually dealt with the hurts and the pains and the disappointments that we felt rather than denying and defending them and hiding them away but brought them out in the open and said let's let's deal with this stuff Let's deal with these things. And I think the reason a lot of us don't deal with those things is because we're so much harder on ourselves than we are on other people, aren't we? We just have this propensity to just, to just be our own worst critic. And so whatever we did is way worse than what everybody else has done. It's way worse. And we look at ourselves and we say, man, if people understood or knew how bad I was, they would... They wouldn't be my friend anymore. They wouldn't ever want to date me. I would, I would never be able to do this or be able to do that. But you know what most people are just looking for? They're just looking for honesty. They're just looking for you to come clean in those things. And if you'll start to come clean in those things, all of a sudden you'll start to deal with those things. And instead of hiding them all in a corner and putting them underneath the bed, we expose them and say, hey, this laundry, let's actually get it washed and fold it and put it away. Then we'll never have to bring it back out again because the reality is, is when we just hide that stuff away, it always comes back out, doesn't it? It never stays in that spot. It's always gonna overflow into other areas of our lives. And here's what I've discovered. It, you know, none of us are gonna be perfect. But the big sin in our life is when we decide not to deal with the imperfections when we just allow the imperfections to continue to multiply and continue to build. That's why God said we've all fallen short. We've all sinned. But listen, there's a hope that's in Christ that'll take away all those sins if you'll deal with those things. Let's stop rehashing that thing. Let's stop having to go clean your room every day. Let's just get it right. Let's just deal with it right now and get all this stuff taken care of. I believe mama said something really good there when she said, you know what? We need to clean our rooms. Another thing my mama always used to tell me is my mom used to always tell me to slow down. If any of you guys have teenagers that are getting ready to drive, um, the first time you hand them keys and say, let's go to the grocery store, one of the first things that's going to come out of your mouth is slow down, isn't it? Because what our idea in life is we always want to go faster. And it isn't, aren't moms incredible? Moms like have this ability to get us to slow down and like safety precautions like built in. Because as soon as you start going fast and something's in danger, what happens? The arm comes out. You know, it doesn't matter what seat you're in. It's like a natural reaction. And it's like greater than a seatbelt, isn't it? Like, it could stop a speeding bullet, the arm. I mean, it's unbelievable. You're going down the road and all of a sudden something's getting out of, she's like, slow down! And, you know, puts it around. And I think it's a natural intuition for, for women, in fact, because my, my wife is not a mom, but she does it to me all the time when I'm driving. She's like, Whoa. and I'm like, where did, like, babe, you're bruising my chest. Like, 
cut it out. Is that thing made of steel or something? I don't know what's up with that. It has like a model feature for you guys, but um, it's a natural inclination to try to get people that you care about to slow down. Why? Because everything in our world is telling us to go faster and faster and faster today, isn't it? Our world is never telling us to slow down. Our, our world is telling us, man, you got to keep going. You got to get going faster. You got to get in more of this and more of that and more of this and more of that. And we buy right into it and we think, man, everything's got to go faster, faster, faster. I need what I want instantaneously. I know that that's true for me. I, I'm, I love to download stuff off the internet. We, we're always building projects and different things. And this past week, I was, I was downloading some videos that we we're going to do some editing on. And, and, you know, these are like huge files that, 20 years ago, there's like we would have had to get like a supercomputer. Like somebody would have had to bring that supercomputer to our office for us to get these files off of. Now they download in like a minute, you know, like huge, huge files. And, you know, I use a Mac computer. And so I hit download and the pinwheel of death. If you don't have a Mac, let me just tell you, there's a, there's a pinwheel that's the multicolored pinwheel. When it comes up, it frustrates you because you know you just got stuck. Like your computer can't compute what's going on. And so I'm thinking, man, this is only supposed to take a minute. Now it says two minutes on the download and I freak out. Anybody else ever done that? Like, like it's got to go right now. Like I want it now. Yeah, y'all are laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Can you imagine we just did dial up like 10 years ago? I mean, what were we doing? Like we already killed jokers right there, weren't we? Like AOL, you know, they're not existing anymore. That's because we killed them. They were too slow. We're going to slow down. So true with our lives. Man, we get so busy. We got soccer games to go to. We got work parties to attend. We got, we got business functions in the morning. We've got activities in the afternoon. We got kids' soccer games. We've got all these things going on that are constantly bombarding us and constantly calling out for more and more and more of our time. And they're telling you, man, you've got to do a little bit more. You've got to go a little bit faster. You've got to get here. You've got to get there. And you see people running around. It's why in Fort Lauderdale, when the light is thinking about turning green, people are already honking, aren't they? You're like, it hasn't turned green yet. I don't, do you, like, they're getting out of their car to fight. They're like, it was thinking about it. You should have been going. Like, you should have been anticipating. And I'm like, I can't anticipate that because we're so busy. We are so, so busy. And here's what I've discovered. Is that our world will only tell us to speed up. It will never tell us to slow down. It will never tell us to watch our speed. And if you and I don't monitor it, no one else will. That's why Proverbs 30, verse 15 and 16 says this. There are three things that are never satisfied, four that never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, land which is never satisfied with water, and fire which never says enough. Might I add some things to those things? Your boss, they never say enough, do they? The, the laundry list, of things that are in your house. It never says finish. It's always being added to. Uh, you know, the dishes, they always seem to pile up, don't they? There's always something that is coming up that is saying more, 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 more. And our world is a take, take, take world. It will take from you as much as you will give. And the reality is, is that for a lot of us, Man, we are running at such a pace that if we were in our cars, we would be redlining our engine 
continuously. And you know what happens if you continue at that pace? You burn out. That's why our mamas were telling us, slow down with your life. Slow down with your life because there's a lot of things you can do in life that are good. There's a lot of great things you can do. But not everything is the right thing for you to do. And the only way that you're going to know what's the good thing or the, the great thing or the right thing is if you slow down long enough to recognize what is the best path for your life. And a lot of us, the problem is with our lives is we've chosen the wrong thing. We've chosen careers as the main thing in our lives or we've chosen success as the main thing in our life or we've chosen money as the main thing in our lives. And when we choose those things, what we choose to say is we say, I'm going to cheat my family. I'm going to cheat the thing that matters most in life. The thing that's going to go on through time, which is relationships, because that job is going to come and go. That money that you have saved is going to come and go. But you know what lasts a lifetime? Relationships. They endure any season. And I want to encourage you today, slow down and choose to cheat the right things. Listen, cheat your job. Cheat your career. Cheat, your, cheat trying to climb the ladder of success. Because if you don't, you're going to choose the wrong things. And the wrong things at the end of the day don't really matter very much. Hey, and listen, when you do choose the right things, the fun level and the, the happiness quotient of your life all of a sudden starts to rise. Some of you guys, you're in a season right now, man, where you're, you're burning it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And you're wondering why you're miserable. It's because you need to slow your life down. Listen, almost everything in life gets better when we slow down. Your family life will improve. Your finances will improve. Your relationships will improve because you'll have the opportunity to actually evaluate what you're doing in those areas rather than just going and not even recognizing what's happened. And for some of you today, that's the word that God needs to speak to you is just today. You know what? You just need to slow down. Mama said, you need to slow down today. Third thing Mama said is, Mama said, you need to shut that noise off. Now, if you, uh, if you grew up in the 90s like I did, um, that noise was probably rap music. And, uh, you know, a little bit of Tupac or Notorious B.I.G., you know, um, like for me. And so what would happen is, is I'd be bumping in my room. You, you know, you have to have subs when you're a kid. Uh, anybody out there have some subs in their car when they're a kid or in their room? And so what's happened is, is you're bouncing the beat in your room. You know, you got... Biggie, 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 can't you see sometimes you were just hypnotize me? You know, and you got, you got your dance down, and, and so you're, you're bumming, you're grooving to that, and what do you hear? You hear, Mom, shut that noise down! And you're like, what? What? I can't hear you! You know, and she's like, shut that noise down! And then the next word out of her mouth is usually this, that stuff is so loud I can't even think, because that's what Mama always used to say. So she would tell us to shut the noise off. Shut the noise off. You know what? A lot of us, we don't have noise like that playing. We have internal voices that are constantly playing in our lives. 
And you know what I've found about internal voices that are constantly playing like that music in our lives or in our car? Is that those internal voices typically aren't telling us anything very good. Most of the internal voices in my life are not telling me, man, you know what, TJ? You are the hottest dude there is in this world. Like, you don't need to lose any weight. You're slim as can be. Like, you don't, like, who needs gym when they've got you, you know? hair you make bald beautiful you know and like my internal voice like you are the smartest dude a lot like my internal voices are never telling me that and I'm gonna guess that the internal voices in your life are never telling you those things they're never telling you that you're skinny enough or you're beautiful enough or you're smart enough or you've got enough degrees or you've arrived in life they're not telling you those things are they the internal voices in our lives are always telling us what we're not you're not good enough you're not pretty enough. You're not, you're not, you haven't made it, man. You better recognize because that person's going to take your job. And those voices are continuously going. They're going to tell you, man, you should be doing more. You should be acting more. You should be spending more. You should be doing all these things because that's the only way that you're going to become what you're not already. And a lot of us, we buy into those voices and that starts to become our identity. We start to listen to the things that are going on inside of us because we can't think anymore because it's playing so much in our head. It's like that record that mom would yell down, I can't hear myself think because those voices are playing so loud within our minds that we can't hear ourselves think anymore. All we hear is what we're not. In the Bible, there was a guy named Jacob who had the same problem. He was uh, the son of a guy named Isaac and he was born a twin, and he had an older brother named Esau. And when Esau came out of the womb first, Jacob's hand was grasping at his ankle. And as, as the mom, as they pulled the baby out of the mom, they saw this hand grasping at the other brother's ankle. And, and so they named him Jacob, which means to grasp for, to want more in life. And so basically, they defined his life by his name. And so all the thoughts in his life, because he would go throughout his entire life thinking, man, I'm not as good as my other brother. My older brother is, is more favored with my parents I'll never have the blessing that my brother will have and he always heard the internal voices and the internal voices ended up defining his life and for a lot of us the internal voices in our life have gone and chased us and and have told us that we're never ever going to be adequate and that's what our internal voices do they say you're never going to be enough and this is what I've discovered about our internal voices they're driven by one thing and one thing only and that's fear and here's what I've discovered about fear is that, that, you know what, fear loves to fight in private, doesn't it? Think about when you are the most afraid. It's when you're always alone. The time that you're most afraid is when you're by yourself. And so the, the idea is, is that, man, if we can get in your mind and get those voices getting loud enough and you're alone in that, in that place, man, you're going to be terrified. But this is what I've also discovered about fear is fear hates community. Fear hates being in the midst of other people because when you get around some other people, all of a sudden that fear starts to dissipate because you know you're not all alone in the situation. There's people that are there that are with you. And so what do we do with those voices? Instead of just letting them continue to play like a broken record in our lives, I think there's a couple things we need to do to get rid of those voices. The first thing I think we have to do is we have to write what we're thinking down. There's something about when you put that thing on paper and you start to look at it, you start to realize that's really stupid. And its power starts to diminish in your life. Then the second thing I think you have to do is you have to tell somebody. When you start to tell somebody what's going on, all of a sudden that power of connection comes into your life. And what was fearful and terrifying and what was making you feel inadequate, all of a sudden is starting to dissipate out of your life. 
And so we got to understand that, man, throughout our lives, man, there's going to be these voices that are always going to come, and they're going to try to instill this fear, and they're going to try to play this record over and over again. And we got to remember what Mama said to shut that noise off. And we got to remember that Mom said, you know what, instead of living so fast, man, you got to start to slow things down. And we got to remember when we slow, slow things down that it's instead of just leaving the mess in our life there and trying to hide it away, man, we need to clean that junk up. And as we do those things, we'll apply the fourth one, which is one of the most important ones that my mama always used to tell me is, is she used to tell me, be careful who your friends are. Yeah, everybody's shaking their head like, yeah, we know that one. We already experienced that. Yeah, mom was pretty smart, wasn't she? Because she knew that the most important decision that you were going to make was going to be who you're going to surround your life with. She knew that the people that you were going to be friends with were going to be the greatest factor in determining the direction of your life. You know, I, I've discovered that I am who I am today, not because of things that I've done or places that I've been or experiences that I've had, but the relationships that have been a part of my life. And you are who you are today because of the relationships that have been in your life. If you don't like where you are right now in life, take a look at your relationships because they've taken you there. You know, one of the reasons I love our church is because we're Coastal Community Church. It means that we're all about relationships. And so one of the things that I love is that people can come here and discover relationships that aren't going to take them in the wrong direction, but are going to take them in the right direction. They're going to draw them closer to a relationship with God. And so I'm pumped up that two weeks from now we will have our rally weekends for our summer connect groups. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a bunch of people that are gathering together to, to learn more about God in an environment where they can learn, whether that's a book study or it's an activity or it's a, it's a Bible study or it's, or it's list or you know some of them are doing it through growth track classes and different things there's all different ways where you can find some other people who are deciding you know what I don't want to continue to live the way I've always lived but I want to surround myself with people that are passionate about the things that I want to be passionate about and that are going to help direct me in the right direction for our lives and, and I know that this is true I was talking to a guy um, a couple weeks ago and he said I said can I share your story and he said sure and um, he came to our church about a year and a half to a year almost two years ago and um he had grown up around church, but he had moved away and, and come back to this area. And his parents actually lived in South Carolina. He's in his 30s, which is kind of weird because his parents would email and call me and say, hey, would you call and hang out with our son? And I'd be like, this is kind of weird for you to be following up with your son as a 30-year-old, but I'd be like, okay. And, and, uh, and so I, I remember this guy. He hadn't been to church probably in three or four months. And, uh, and we had followed up and just said, hey, man, I'd love to see you this weekend. And he showed up at church, and it happened to be our Connect Group weekend. And um, he'd been around church a long enough time to know that, you know, we always say that relationships, if you have to choose one thing to do here, and you have the choice between coming to church or going to a Connect Group, go to a Connect Group all day long. Uh, because you're going to have your greatest growth in the context of relationships, not in the context of some bald dude who's a little overweight talking to you. Um, you know, you're going you're to get more out of doing life with some other people. And so he's like, man, I'm going to give this a shot. And this guy got involved in a, connect, a, a, a Bible study, um, actually through a Francis Chan book. Um, he started going to this, this Bible study, and he started reading this book, and he started building some friendships. 
And uh, he, he got this friendship with this older gentleman, and, and they just started hanging out. They, they, in fact, this older gentleman started to become like his dad in life, and he would just, like, I'd call him up, and he'd, I'd be like, what are you doing? He'd be like, oh, I'm over at, at Kevin's house just hanging out. And I'd be like, that's weird. Um, like, you're 30, and he's like 65. What's up with that? And, uh, and so he would just be hanging out, and, and before long, this guy's relationship with God just started exploding. He started developing all these gifts and talents that God had put within him. And, and today he's going to be leading connect groups because he decided to, that his life was not heading in the right direction and he wanted to change the direction of his life. And so he got involved in a relationship, radically transformed him. He's one of the, the biggest leaders of our church here today because he knew the power of be careful who your friends are. Listen, the only difference between you and and where you're going to be five years from now are the books you read and the relationships you have. How are you choosing those relationships? Proverbs 13, 20 tells us this. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Who are you walking with today? Are you walking with a bunch of fools? Are you walking with a bunch of people that are leading you down a path that you never really want to go on? And the interesting thing is, as being a pastor, I get the opportunity to do a lot of counseling. And every time I start to talk to somebody about the situation they find themselves in, they tell me all the time, I never intended to end up here. I never intended to end up with this brokenness in my heart because of this relationship. I never intended to end up broke. I never intended... To be so angry with the world. And this is what they failed to realize. That all of us have good intentions, but not all of us have great directions. And you can have the greatest intentions and end up at the wrong destination. Today, some of you guys need to change your destination. And the people you surround yourself with, they're taking you somewhere. And if you, would, if you would slow down just a little bit and look around, you'd discover whether you want to continue to head in that direction or not. And as you slow down, you might notice that, man, there's some things in your life that you need to clean up. There's some voices in your head that you need to rid yourself of. And in that, you'd see God do something amazing. But it starts with a decision. You know, there, there's no such thing as a, as a perfect mom or a perfect family. All that there is is a, is a perfect love that God gives. And when you discover that love, it's, it's life-changing. It's life-altering. It's direction-changing. First Peter 4, 8 says, Above all else, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. And let me just tell you here today, there's a love that covers over no matter what's happened in your life, no matter what your past is, 
no matter what you feel like you failed in, no matter where you're at where you feel like you're lost in direction, there's a love that takes care of everything, and it's a love that only God can give. Man, there's a love that mom can give that's awesome, but it still is conditional. But there's a love that God gives that's absolutely unconditional. In fact, he gave it before we would ever accept it in the form of his son. He sent 2,000 years ago to die on a cross so that you and I could have life and have it more abundantly. And some of you guys, you've been living life under your own direction. You didn't listen to mama, and you sure as heck haven't heard from God. And today you say, you know what? I'm tired of heading in the wrong direction. I'm tired of living at this pace. I'm tired of listening to the voices. I'm ready to make a change. And let me tell you something. God is here. And he wants to change your life. He wants to turn your life around and give you a hope and a future. He's already made the choice for you. Will you make the choice for him? Let's pray. This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. Thank you.